Hi, I am Kimberly Mathis. You are listening to Decisions Change Everything, and this is going to be episode 30. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. We are in the first few days of February 2024. Can you believe it? I hope you all are settling in. February is not my favorite month, I will just say. It's like the month where I have had enough of the cold, enough of the shorter days, not as much sunlight. I just get a little stir crazy, little cabin fevery in February. So here's to hoping that it's not so bad this year. That February moves right along. All right, so let's talk about letting go of things. I wanted to bring this to you for this episode today because I have been working with a client of mine on this concept and it has, talking with her about it, has helped me clarify some of the um, thoughts that I think we all tend to have about what it means to let something go and It's also helped me clarify what letting go actually entails and how we can do that. What do we need to do in order to be able to let things go? So how many times have you found yourself telling yourself, I just need to let it go? How many times have you found yourself saying this to someone else? You should just let it go. Just let it go. We talk about this as though it's something easy to do, as though it's just a decision to be made, but I'm, I mean, okay, let's back it up. To be fair enough, I love decisions, right? I talk about decisions with my clients all the time. I do think, in a way, it is a decision to be made, but not in the way that you think. Okay, so first, let's talk about what people tend to mean when they say that they just need to let go of something, that someone needs to let go of something. What are we talking about? What does that phrase mean? So I want you to take a moment and think for yourself, okay? I want you to answer this question. If you were to let something go, okay, maybe there is something in your life right now that you're like, man, it'd be great if I could just let go of that. If you were to be able to let go, what would be different? If letting go wasn't a problem, if you could just get yourself there, right? If you have let go, what would be different when you have let go of something versus when you haven't? My hunch is that part of your answer has to do with how you are feeling about the thing, right? When I talked about this with my client, some of the things that came up were that letting it go would mean that like the feelings that she was having about it weren't there, right? So maybe she felt calmer. Maybe it didn't bother her as much. She maybe... It would mean that she um, wasn't feeling so triggered by it, so agitated, right? Um, The situation that we were discussing with this client in particular, we were talking about something that is just like was very activating for her, like infuriating in some ways. And she noticed herself ruminating on it all the time, like 
feeling distracted, like it's always on her mind. And she is going back and forth about just kind of like playing the thing, like almost as if this situation were a thing that she had in her hands and she could turn it over and look at all the different sides and she's trying to figure out, right, how to change it, how to have some control over it, like how to deal with this thing that is so triggering and activating. So in her mind, she's constantly doing that all day, right? Turning it over, looking at it, like going over it again, replaying conversations, having almost like arguments within her own brain with this person or, you know, whatever the situation was, like she was just constantly in it, let's say, constantly in it. And I don't think she is unique. I think for a lot of us, when we think about like, oh, if I could just let that go, what we're really meaning is that we wish we could accept it. Like if we were to let it go, we would just accept it. We wouldn't have so many feelings about it. When we thought of it, it wouldn't bother us. Right. It's almost like I'm having a lot of feelings about it now. And if I were to let it go, I wouldn't have a lot of feelings about it. This is just untrue. It is a joke for your brain. It is a lie to tell yourself that if you let go, right, then you would just not be bothered. This wouldn't be so painful. It wouldn't be so activating. It wouldn't be so triggering. I wouldn't feel mad. I wouldn't feel hurt. I wouldn't have feelings about it if I could let it go. And spoiler alert. If you have listened to my podcast, any of my episodes up until now, chances are you have heard me talk about the fact that we are humans, we have human brains, human bodies, and we do not have 100% control over what our brains and bodies are doing. So when you are telling yourself, I, if I really let go, I wouldn't have feelings about it anymore, I wouldn't feel so upset, in some ways you are probably trying to control things in your body, sensations, thoughts that you don't have control over. Those things are still going to come up. Okay. So I want us to reimagine what letting go could mean. I want us to really evaluate what that involves. Because if you're telling yourself that letting go means that you don't think about it and you don't have feelings about it anymore, in a way, you're trying to get yourself to some superhuman place that does not exist. It's okay to have thoughts about things. It's okay to disagree with something. It's okay to always, for your whole life, think that whatever happened or whatever was said was a bad call, was a bad decision, that it was painful. There may be things that are always painful to you when you think about them. That doesn't mean that you are not quote unquote over it. That doesn't mean that you haven't let go of it. That just means that you are a human being who went through something really difficult and are probably always going to have some of those thoughts and feelings about it. Now, if you have also listened to my podcast for any length of time, you might also have heard me talk about the fact that even if we have thoughts and feelings that come up, we don't have to react to them. We can choose how we respond to them. We can have thoughts and feelings and not act on them. We can have thoughts and feelings and notice that they are experiences, internal experiences that we are having without having those experiences lead the way 
for us, determine our actions for the day, determine our responses to the situation. Okay, so let's remember those things. Now, what I want to offer you today is a different way of looking at letting go. What if letting go has less to do with getting rid of certain thoughts and feelings about something and more to do with making sure that whatever is in your control, you have addressed. Now think about it. Anytime that we have something on our minds that we are ruminating about, that we seem to not be able to get out of our attention, you know, or our focus for the day, we keep getting distracted by it. We find ourselves just going over it again and again and again, right? No matter what we're doing, overthinking it, right? When we are doing that, part of the reason that is happening is because we are worried about a particular outcome. We might be worried about the decision that someone else is going to make. We might be worried about getting to a particular resolution with someone or in a situation. We might be worried about certain factors, certain events happening that will have a huge effect on us, right? We might be thinking about a conversation that we had with someone and we might be feeling really misunderstood and feeling that way, thinking about it, right? It means that we are concerned either about the relationship, about what this person is going to do, about what they will think of us. There's always some sort of thing underneath the rumination that we are concerned about and worried about. So what our brains are doing is they are keeping it front and center and they're trying to problem solve. They're trying to problem solve in order to protect us, in order to try to get us to an outcome that we don't think would be bad. But the issue is that often our brains are problem solving all the things versus the things that we actually have control over. For example, you get into an argument with someone that you care about, okay? And maybe you feel very misunderstood, like they are just not getting it. Maybe there's a decision that the two of you have to come to and you're thinking, right, that unless the decision goes the way you want it to, like it's going to be really hard, there's going to be some sort of consequence. But also, your brain is also thinking about how it can get the other person to understand, how it can convince them, how it can argue with them, like basically how it can get them to see things differently, do things differently than the way that they are doing them. And we do not control that, right? So a lot of times when we are replaying all these conversations, we're imagining what someone else is thinking or feeling or is going to do. And we're having this like conversation or this argument. We are problem solving for all these things that haven't actually happened and that we aren't even entirely sure are occurring. We can't be entirely sure of the thoughts that someone else is having or what they are feeling, right? So our brains are spending a lot of time trying to, in effect, influence, right? The other factor, the other person, the organization, whatever it is, 
the thing that we're kind of in conflict with or that we're worried about. Those are some of the factors in a situation that we do not have control over. We do not have control over the decisions someone else makes. We do not have control over their perceptions, their understanding, their thoughts, their feeling, their preferences, their wants, their needs. We don't have control over any of that. So when you find yourself ruminating over something and overthinking it and turning it over and over again in your mind, what I'd like for you to do is catch yourself first of all, right? It's not going to you're not going to be able to do anything about it if you can't catch yourself in this kind of, in this like quicksand, essentially. So when you catch yourself doing this, I want you to bring yourself back to what you control. You could even get out a sheet of paper. I'm a huge fan of writing things down. There's something about handwriting. Now, I will say typing you could do, but I love handwriting handwriting that helps to externalize some of the clutter that's in our head and get it out on paper. It, it literally can help us feel like we have a little more space in our brain. So I want you to just get out a sheet of paper and write down, make two columns, write down what I control, what I don't control. And just notice all the different things that are going through your head. They might be questions. Well, what would I do if X, Y, or Z? Um, what if this happens? What if the person says this? I want you to write down the thoughts, the questions, the worries you have, and see if you can figure out which column they go into. Is this something that is within your control? Or is this something that is out of your control? Out of your control would be things like decisions that other people make, wants that other people have, values that other people have, reasons that other people have. Things that you control would be what decisions are available for me to make. What plans could I put in place? What conversations do I feel like I might need to have? What are the things I might want to say? Is there anyone else for me to talk to? Right? Is there anything else for me to do? Is there stuff for me to research and find out? Those are the kinds of things that are under your control. And I also want you to notice, you know, a few minutes ago when I was talking about um, this rumination, right? They're always being this kind of like worry under the surface. I want you to notice if there's a worst case scenario that you are trying to avoid, that all the overthinking is trying to protect you from, right? What would be the worst case scenario? It might be someone ending a relationship with you. It might be you get fired. It might be something about the situation is unsustainable and you know you can't stay in that situation. A lot of times our worst case scenarios seem like the end of the road and so our brain doesn't even want to look at them and that's why our brains instead get focused on overthinking everything else right? So that we can maybe try to solve the problem and we never have to get to the worst case scenario. But if you want to let things go, essentially the place that you have to get yourself to is a belief, a knowing that no matter what happens, you will be able to figure it out. No matter what happens, you will be okay. No matter what happens, 
you can come up with a plan. So when we think about letting things go, it is not that you necessarily feel better about something. It is not that you have no feelings about it whatsoever. It's not that you still don't have the thoughts that you do, that you don't have the feelings that you do about it. But in order to let something go, I think all it really means is that we've checked in with ourselves about what we actually control and we've taken care of anything that is in our control. If you want to let things go, that means that you know, if someone does X, Y, or Z, here's how I will respond. If nothing about the situation changes, I know what my next step is. I know what is true for me. If someone says or does X, Y, or Z, I will respond to that by doing whatever this plan is, right? Letting go is really telling your brain that worried, scared, fight or flight, we have to avoid the worst, that part of your brain. It's being able to tell it, it's okay, we've got this. You don't have to keep doing so much work. Some of those problems you're trying to solve are not problems we can solve, right? And it's also telling your brain, however, we've also gone over what is in our control, what we have influence over, what we can do, depending on whatever outcome, and we have a plan. I think letting go is more about being able to calm our own anxiety about something, to address our own fears, to make plans, to take care of ourselves, no matter what happens. I think that's what we have to do in order to be able to let go. I think that's really what it means. It's not, I don't have any feelings about this anymore. It's not, this isn't upsetting. It's not, I'm not infuriated, right? It's not, I really wish that this weren't happening and I really wish there were this other situation playing out. All of that can still be there. But when we feel like we haven't let go, it's really just our brains going over the problem solving, trying to solve all the problems, whether they're in our lane or not because we have such anxiety about the unknown. We have anxiety about potential outcomes. So if you want to truly let go of something, I invite you to look at what your worst case scenarios are and ask yourself, and by the way, I have a podcast episode on this if you go back toward the beginning. Ask yourself, if that worst case scenario happened, what would I do? If you want to let go, it's asking yourself in this situation, is there anything else that I can do to try to advocate for the outcome I want, to try to move toward the outcome I want, to prepare for any outcome? Is there any way, like what are the ways that I would take care of myself assuming that this thing I don't want to have happen is going to happen, but I can't change the outcome. How would I take care of myself through that? 
This is how you quit the rumination because you can remind yourself, oh, wait, we've already, we've created a plan. We have solved for this problem, right? We've solved for the problems that we can. I really think this can be a game changer. I think so often the words that we use, the phrases that we use, just like, we'll just let it go. We hear those, we repeat them back and we don't really ever ask ourselves, what does that really mean? And I think even more so there are assumptions about what it means that we never check in with. Is that actually a helpful assumption? Right? For this client, right? Saying, telling herself over and over, I should just let it go. Just let it go. The more that she tells herself that, and the more that she believes, the more that she hears herself say that and believes that it means she just would feel fine, the worse she's going to feel, right? Because she's failing at it. Like, what does it say about her that she can't just let it go? The way that we talk to ourselves has a huge influence. The thoughts that we think has such a huge influence. It's one of the reasons I do this podcast because I know that simple shifts and how we think about something, the meaning that we give it, the words we use, the phrases that we say to ourselves or to others can make a world of difference. It can go from feeling unchangeable to now feeling like we actually have some ownership over it. Actually, we could do something about this. We could have a different experience for ourselves. So this is the decision available to you today. How do I want to think about letting go? What does that mean? Do I want to decide that letting go doesn't mean I have to numb myself? It doesn't mean I can't feel. It doesn't mean I can't have opinions and thoughts and feelings. Right? Do I want to decide that letting go means I can have a human experience? I can have lots of feelings about things. I can be upset. And I also know I've got my own back. I don't have to go over this again and again and again. I can let go because I've made some plans. I can let go because I've tended to everything within my control. I can let go because everything that is my responsibility, I have checked in with. I have taken responsibility for those things. I can let go because I know that no matter what happens, I know the first couple of steps I could take. I can let it go because whatever the outcome, I know I'm going to be okay. I can figure this out. Okay, that's where I'm leaving you this week. It's something that came up in session. It was interesting for me to think about and talk through, and I wanted to share it with all of you. So let me know your thoughts if you want to. Um, I always love getting feedback. I love hearing from you about what you liked, what kind of questions this gave you, what kind of thoughts came up for you, what aha moments you had. And if you will please go and follow or subscribe, like, leave a review, wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. If you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, the best thing for you to do is to reach out to me on socials at the Kimberly Mathis 
or go to my website, www.kimberlymathis.com and book a consultation. I do a complimentary consultation for anyone interested in working with me so we can make sure we're the best fit for each other. All right, that is it. Have a lovely weekend and I will talk with you next week.